Welcome back, Perks Recap Podcast. It is time for our preview of the divisional round of the playoffs. The season flew by. The playoffs are flying by. It is time to get to week two of the of the second season, really. We're also going to give our predictions for the NFL awards that are going to be given out at the end of the year. With me, as always, is Al, so let's get to it. Okay, it is divisional round time. The season continues to move forward, continues to go by like a blink of an eye. Al, how you doing? Good, man, good. Uh, you know, they, they wiped our teams out, so for the first time all season, we can uh, just focus on what else is going on other than uh, my own personal misery. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, and me too, my own as well. Um all right, I'm ready to dive right in if you are. Let's do it, man. Looking forward to it. Okay. Uh, actually, you want to take the take the reins for this? Oh, that's been right. Doing that it all year. That, yes, you got it. You got it. All right, here we go. So, divisional round starting Saturday at 4.30. Texans at Ravens. The Texans who came through the first round, beat the Cleveland team you and I were both kind of had as our one of our – Upsets to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, they're out, and the Texans are standing. What do you think? Well, I think it's a nice story, but I think Baltimore is a different level. They're on the road, and I got a feeling that Baltimore is going to – they're going to get this done. And I got Baltimore winning 27-16. to Yeah, I just – I think it's kind of a common theme that I've got for every one of my picks – this week is that the uh, the Cinderella's turned back into a pumpkin, and I got a feeling not a pumpkin. I think they'll play well, but I just don't think they're as, they're just not as good of a team as the Ravens. And the Ravens are the number one seed for a reason. Uh, they are going, I think, to the bowl now, and um, I'm going Baltimore. Yeah, this I really want to pick the Texans here, and I really wanted to pick them last week, and I was wrong about that too. Uh, or well, I'm not wrong about this yet, but <laughs> I was wrong about last week and I didn't give them quite enough credit, uh, even though I liked them a lot and gave them a lot of credit. Uh, right. but this is, I can't pick them against what, you know, to me, they're the best regular season team this year. The only team in competition for that was the Niners and they smoked them. So that easily makes them the, the, the regular season team of the year. And I don't see any reason to pull off of them now. So, uh, I'm going Ravens. I'm going close, though. I think the Texans keep this close. I'm going Ravens 28-27. Wow. Yes. Wow. All right. Any Anything else on that one on your end, man? No, let's move on. All right. Now, Saturday at 8, Packers at Niners. Go ahead and take this one. All right. Similar to the... Texans, Green Bay here, kind of when we didn't expect them to be. They played so well. Uh, Jordan Love uh, matured as the season went on right before our eyes. We all know the reason why is because he sat. Um, (laughs) But, again, he's going to turn into a pumpkin. Green Bay's story ends here. San Francisco, 38-24. to I don't think Green Bay's defense is going to be able to stop San Francisco. That's going to be the biggest problem. I think Green Bay will be able to do a little bit against the Niners. 
score 24 points, but I think they're not going to be able to, to stop the Niners at all. Yeah, this is a, this is a tough one because the, the Packers are so hot right now. I mean, they just beat a good team badly. Um, and their defense played awesome against a really good offense. But yep. I still can't pick them. Uh, I'm going to make it a little closer than you. Uh, Niners 30 to 24. And yeah, I, I really wanted to find a way to pick the Packers here, but it's just, I can't do it. Niners 30, 24. I t- just take the team that was the best all season. Although it would be fantastic if Green Bay could pull it off. I would love it. I'm rooting for it hard. I really am. But uh, um, I don't see it, but I'd like to. Right. All right. What do you got next? Well, now we go to Sunday, and we have the the team that destroyed my Eagles, the Buccaneers at the Lions. What do you think of that bad boy? Well, uh, Detroit is now my rooting interest. I'm going to be rooting. that They're my team now the rest of the way. As long as they keep winning, I want them to go. Then Obviously, they've never won it. Uh, have they even ever been in it, the Super Bowl? I don't think so. No, no. I, I mean, you have to go back to the NFL championship days pre-Super Bowl. Right. Like Dick Knight right. Train Lane and that, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, Tampa Bay is a team that we both thought was going to be really bad this year. Made us look like fools. Played really well. Eliminated the Eagles. Eliminated a good team. Playing badly, granted. But Baker's not as banged up as we thought, or at least he wasn't last week. He played a lot better than the week before. And um, a healthy Baker will give them some points, but I still say this is Detroit. They're at home. That city is losing their mind. 30-17, to Detroit gets the win. I think it's going to be 24-17 late with uh, Tampa driving, and then I think it might be like a pick six or something to end the game. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, you listen, you and I have been <laughs> wrong, like you said, about the Bucks all season. Um, you know, and now here they sit in the second round, which is just astonishing. Uh, it, it still blows my mind. It's a real credit to them. It's a credit to Todd Bowles, who I, we, we haven't mentioned enough probably. Um, it's a real credit to Baker Mayfield, uh, who saved his career this year, basically. And uh, not yeah. just saved it, but, boy, put it back on a whole new trajectory. I mean, he's now a – is he a free agent at the end of this season? He might be. I'm not sure. I'll tell you what. That man earned himself a lot of money if he's a free agent. And, and I think – let us let me find that while we're talking. But uh, um, Yeah, yeah. you mentioned Todd Bowles. He does deserve a lot of credit. And it's funny is, you know, I've always considered him to be a pretty horrible coach too. So when he went there, I was thinking that was the death nail – Along with all the talent and along with Brady leaving and all that, I thought they were really, really in big, big trouble. And that's one of the reasons why I thought they were so bad. But Todd Bowles proved me wrong as well. Um, I don't know what happened when he was the Jets head coach, but that was a disaster. But he comes here and he's got some magic and Baker Mayfield somehow gets Baker Mayfield back to playing like the uh, highly sought after draft pick that he was a few years ago when he came out. But, um, I'm I'm here for it though. I like it. I like the fact that he 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 uh, did well. I like the fact that they did well. You know, surprises in the NFL that don't affect my team are great. Yeah, right, right. That's a perfect way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on Bowles too, man. I did not, and he didn't do. I mean, he 
he sent Tom Brady out with a whimper on his last year of uh, of the yeah. uh, his career after you know the coach that retired so he could be the head coach. Bruce Arians, you know, won a Super Bowl. So I, I didn't think a whole lot of it, and I certainly didn't even after last year. So wrong. You know, he did a great job this year. He did a outstanding job. Um, yep. Yeah, and Baker, by the way, is on a one-year, $4 million deal, which uh, he's going to make a lot more than that next year, wherever he ends up. And the mm-hmm. teams that we've been talking about that are looking for a quarterback, uh, and we've been throwing out Russell and, and Kirk Cousins, they're going to have Baker in that mix, too, now, which is astonishing to me, but there it is. What he goes up to? $25, 30000000 million? Man, I mean, that's a great question. The, the current... Man, I, I would think he's got to be in that 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 range. I mean, quarterback prices have gotten so insane. I'd have to look at a list of who got what last Daniel, year. Daniel Jones got forty million a year. Yeah, which is, <laughs> that still makes me laugh so hard. Um, so I mean, I'm not putting them like that's a bad contract. Obviously, not worth it. But that he's got to get at least you got to say at least thirty, right? I would think. I mean, I can't believe he didn't get that this year with the way he played. Um, I mean, Tampa, Tampa Bay's going to want him back, and any free, any contending team that needs a quarterback is going to want to consider him too, depending on how the other guys shake out. So, yeah, now nah, he had a, an unbelievable turnaround. He went from, I mean, any team in the NFL could have had him this year, pretty much. You know, I mean, and now he's a highly sought after commodity. So, what a fascinating turnaround. Yep. So, I had 30 to 17 for Detroit to win this one, though. Okay. I'm going to take the Lions 33 to 20. Not that different than what you did. Um, the Lions are are for real. They are they are just a solid team. I'm kind of rooting for them too, although I have lots of teams still that I like. So I'm not going to make them my one. But, uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I would love to see them come out of the NFC. I really would. Um, and they take a step towards that with the Bucs this week. I think they get a – even though the Bucs, you know, everything we said about them, they're still the worst team left in the playoffs, in my opinion. So, I, I, you couldn't ask for a better draw if you're the Lions. They just have to kick, take care of business. Yep, yep. We got all three home teams. Do we make it all four? Dun, dun, dun. You want to take it first? And again, yep. the Sunday 6.30, Chiefs at Bills. I do make it all four. Right on. I'm going Buffalo 27 27- 21 and uh Kansas City's first road game with Patrick Mahomes and I don't think it's going to go well Buffalo's playing well uh they've been playing well and Kansas City took care of business last week against Miami but with all Miami's problems and injuries that wasn't as impressive to me uh it's going to be cold again that's not going to bother either team um as long as it does there's not a you know four foot snowstorm it'll be fine <laughs> and um yeah just kansas city i mean we've been waiting all year for them to be kansas city kind of like we were waiting all year for the eagles to straighten it out and neither team really did all year and i still think the same thing about kansas city and buffalo's playing too well and buffalo's at home so 27 21 buffalo yeah i'm echoing a lot of your thoughts we're really on the same page here the uh the chiefs just something hasn't been right all year they, um, you know, they did what they had to do in the first round against a pretty bad team, uh, or at least a, a bully team that wasn't good against anybody over 500, um, except the Cowboys they, who had road issues. So that's uh, mitigating circumstances. The, the Chiefs are an enigma. 
Uh, I, I still feel like some switch could come on and they could just dump 40 on anybody any given week. But uh, that that's fading and fading and fading as the weeks go by and it doesn't happen. So uh, I'm taking the Bills in a close yep. one. I think two good two defenses that are playing pretty well. The Bills are just playing really well overall, and they win a squeaker 23-21. 23-21. Nice. It's funny. Kansas City's built on defense now. Isn't that weird? Yep. That's why they. That's why they got to the playoffs and why they won some of their games. It was it wasn't the offense that you would think? No doubt, man. No, it's it's it, it's a real reversal. You know what I mean? It's like it's just a. It, I'm so we're so used to the Chiefs being this offensive juggernaut with a. You know, the, the varying levels of solid to mediocre to slightly better than average defenses. You know what I mean? And, you know, here they sit with the, the exact opposite this year. So strange. It is. It really is. It's fascinating. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that one, too. That was a quick, uh, quick go through. That was the, our shortest way through a week, I think, ever. Yeah, it helps when you only have four games. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but even even we can uh, uh, find a limit to our uh, ability to stretch when it's four games. And uh, we we still have our. Um, if you, I don't know if we. I should have talked about that off air. Did we still want to do our uh, coach of the year and all that stuff? Oh yeah, um, yes. But can I? We're gonna have to break it up into a, a second segment, another segment. Um, I, I need to go over a couple couple things before I can do that. I did forget, but I will get to it right now. I already had some thoughts anyway, so it won't, won't take me too long. But let's do it in the next segment. We'll do it as a separate segment. Is that cool? Absolutely, my man. Absolutely. That sounds good. All right. All right. Sounds good. So we'll come right back with all of our selections for all the awards. I mean, we're not going to go crazy, right? We're going to do MVP, rookie, offense, defense, and um, coach, coach of the year, and is that about it? Yeah, let me see here. Offensive oh, uh, player ro- of the year, offensive, offensive, and defensive rookie of the year, also. Right. All right. Sounds good. And we are back. Uh, bad on me. Bad job by me by f- forgetting that we were supposed to be doing our picks for and predictions for all the awards. But I got that done, and I am ready. If you are to go forward, Al. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And no worries. No worries. We have a we have a lot on our busy blunt minds. Did it snow where you are, by the way? Because we got it pretty good in Lancaster. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got snow on the ground. Right on. Right on. Right. Nice. And, that, and then it turned into sleet and it's uh yeah, it's all icy now. It sucks. But I'll take it over ninety five degrees. Yeah, yeah. I hate the heat. Oh, that's great, man. That's great. I don't blame you. I would, I would like to be back in Puerto Rico where it was comfortably between eighty-two and eighty-six every day I was there. Yeah, I mean that's a little warm too, but I, I would take that obviously over this. But my ideal temperature is like 65, 70 in that range. That's perfect. Right on. I can dig that. So you're really happy about three months a year. Yeah, that's about it. But <laughs> I, again, my worst month, my, my my worst season is summer. I hate the heat. I hate the summer with a passion. 
So, anyway. I love it. We're going to have a whole podcast about the seasons. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, let's move forward. Um, We'll go backwards so that we're there. The MVP will be the last one we do. Okay. That sounds good. And uh, as I said off air, it's hard not to go chalk. So, for the coach of the year, I don't think there's any way you can't pick Stefanski. I mean – he went. He had. They had five different starting quarterbacks this year, and they made it to the playoffs. And and I know I know they got bounced early, but still, uh, that's a hell of a job. And I know he's also won the award already a couple of years ago. But the only you know maybe Steichen for the for the Colts, but I'm going Stefanski. Right on, man. No, you're not going to get an argument from me. I, I listen. I did a top three. And my um, my top three, I don't know, uh, other than Stefanski, I'm not sure the other two will be there, but I think they should. Uh, Stefanski's my guy that would win because the regular season was better than the other two guys that I'm going to mention, and uh, and given the, the quarterback circumstances. Um, it's a hard one to argue as far as I'm concerned. But, um, but the other two guys that I want to mention are D'Amico Ryans. Yep. D'Amico took a franchise that was in the toilet i mean they had become a laughing stock their owner had been hiring guys to fire them for for a couple years and uh between him and stroud coming into the picture this team went from a laughing stock to a serious contender with a team that has you know baltimore is not taking them lightly i guarantee you that so this is a this is a team that uh, is looking good for the future um, and a lot of that is on Ryan's. And then the other guy that I would, I almost gave it to this guy. Um, if it wasn't for the five quarterbacks in Cleveland, I would have. And that's Mike Tomlin. The fact that he got this team to the playoffs is nothing short of astonishing. I agree. Um, we were saying it all year that we didn't believe in Pittsburgh. The talent just wasn't there. And um, they just kept winning. Yeah. yeah. Even when they went into it, you know, they fell into a little bit of a, of a, you know, they hit a couple speed bumps along the way, losing to Arizona and New England back-to-back. Um, they bounced back again and won the last couple games and got in. I mean, they, they, they were outclassed in the playoffs, but just to get in and be competitive and be in the playoff race is a testament to him. He is one of the best coaches in the league, if not the best coach in the league. But No doubt. No doubt, and he had them. Stefanski is hard to uh, deny with the quarterback situation. Agreed, agreed. And the last thing I'll say about Tomlin is he had them within uh, within a breath of of uh, taking the lead in that game in the second half with Mason Rudolph playing quarterback. That is nothing short of astonishing. And if if Pittsburgh lets him leave, they should be doomed to failure for at least a decade. Okay, what I'll do. Um, I, I didn't do three, but I can, okay. I can give you the other two that I would have would have picked. My, nice. my other two would have been D'Amico and Stefanski and uh, Steichen. Right on, right on. Colts. After that makes sense too. Pre- I think he did a pretty good job too. Absolutely, absolutely. And listen, we still didn't. We, neither of us mentioned Dan Campbell, who should be getting mentioned here for sure. And how about Todd Bowles? Yeah, can't deny, can't deny what these guys did. Yeah, no, there's some really worthy candidates this year, and uh, we mentioned a lot of them. And I just, uh, I think that's good that we mentioned them because there was some great coaching in the NFL this year. There really was. 
Totally, totally agree. Not by Our, my team. <laughs> what's that? I said not by my team, but there oh, was good or, coaching. Or, or my team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's sorry. I won't make do... it about me. <laughs> let's do the rookies. Let's do the rookies. Let's do it. Um, from what I'm reading, Jalen Carter is kind of in the lead. Yeah, but same. I, I want to to Witherspoon of Seattle. He, when they played the Giants, it was the it was the Devin Witherspoon show. I mean, he dominated that game, and he really opened my eyes to him. And then I looked at the rest that the rest of his season, he played well all year long. I'm going Devin Witherspoon. It's kind of a long shot. Um, it's definitely not chalk, but that's who I'm going with is Witherspoon. And, and if I was going uh, three, the other two would be uh, Jalen Carter and probably Will Anderson. Okay, okay. And Will Anderson from the uh, the Texans. The Texans are kind of all over my my board here. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, that's totally reasonable, and they should be. Um, yeah, the only thing – listen, Devin Witherspoon's in my top three, but uh, actually I pushed him out of the top three. I put him uh, because – he had that game again. Listen, that it was hard for me not to put him there because of that game against the Giants. But in that game against the Giants, I believe he had two sacks and a pick six. Right? Am I right about that? Something that like right? that. Yeah. He ended up with three sacks and one interception for the year, which means he did one thing of statistical note the entire rest of the season. Um, so that's why I, I I shuffled him down to number four, four or five. Um, he had something like one of the worst throw rates, though. Like not worst or best throw where nobody threw to his side. Yeah, but that's a tough one, man. Do you remember uh, who was that guy from the Raiders at the Eagles signed when he had the best stat rate of no getting? Uh, Namdi Asamoah. Namdi Asamoah had this epic nobody throws at him stat rate playing in Oakland for uh, five years. Eagles signed him and he was he was uh, uh, not even mediocre. He was terrible. So that stat bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> there is some legitimacy to it, but the guy who I remember being made the biggest deal out of other than Deion Sanders ever for that stat stunk in Philly. So it still sticks in my crawl. <laughs> but it's legit. It is a legit thing. But but I'll tell you, though, just when you when you break down the stats, though, I mean, you know, 90% of his uh, st- stats came from one game. So it just made it a little easier for me to push him out. You know what I mean? Although I, won't, I wouldn't argue too hard against him either. I think he's a hell of a player. So, okay, so who do you have? Well, here's what this is where hype versus reality. I started digging a little bit. And now the if you look at the Vegas odds for defensive rookie of the year, it's Jalen Carter, number one, Will Anderson, number two, and Devin Wither, Witherspoon, number three. You know who's not in the top three in sacks in by rookies this season? Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. Um, that, that, those three spots are occupied by two third round draft picks by the Rams at one and two with Kobe Turner and Byron Young, nine and eight sacks respectively. And a guy who was terrorizing the Eagles last night is number three with seven and a half regular season sacks. Yaya Diaba. Not only is he, did he have a good year? He's a fun name. So, (laughs) so, (laughs) so I don't know how I can't put Kobe Turner in this top three at the very least. In fact, I'm going to give him rookie of the year. 
He he led the league and he almost got double digits in sacks as a rookie. He he outsacked Jalen Carter, who I'm going to put number two, uh, by three, and uh, and yet you never hear his name mentioned. So that's who I pick, Kobe Turner. Uh, I'm going to pick um, Jalen Carter at two, just because of the those epic uh, numbers he was putting up early. Uh, comparing to Sam Darnold favor- favorably. And he did end up with a solid number of sacks as a defensive tackle with six and a ton of hurries and a, some neat uh, getting off the ball stats. Oh, yeah. Two, two forced fumbles. You know, he did some cool things. So I'll put him number two. And uh, number three is where I struggled. I kind of wanted to put Witherspoon. I kind of wanted to put Anderson. But I don't know how I can justify putting Anderson there when uh, three defensive ends had more sacks than him as rookies. So I'm going Kobe Turner one. Jalen Carter, two. Byron Young, three. Eight sacks. Okay. Interesting one. That was an interesting one to dig into. Very interesting. Uh, that one That one was the one that um, there was no real chalk to, to go. Although the, the rest of my picks pretty much are chalk and exactly who you'd expect. But um, that one was definitely one that was the, the toughest for me to uh, – to, to you know dig through i'm with you yeah i was i was i was definitely a toughie okay offensive rookie of the year i don't think there's any question we're obviously going to go cj stroud and i don't see any argument for anybody else come close you know here's the funny thing though because there is an argument and that's puka nakua because puka nakua broke everything any every rookie receiver ever did now, I'm still not going to say he won over. You know, I if, when in doubt, I'm going quarterback. But Puka made a case, man. Puka had, you know, what, 110 catches and 1,400 yards. So there was a yeah. little bit of a case there. So, but I will say I'm with you. I'm still going Stroud. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's pretty, pretty easy. But um, some, there was some uh, talk of Sam Laporta. He had yeah, a really good he's, year. He's my number three. Uh, Zay Flowers had a good year, mm-hmm. and Gibbs is also on the list that I saw. Um, you know, Bijan is the the last one on my list here, but I got to say, no way can you give that to him. He did not get used enough, and when he did get used, he didn't do enough. So I'm with you in terms of Stroud, then Puka, and you know what? What about Rasheed Rice? That, okay, I was that that was the one guy on my list you hadn't mentioned, and I would put him right because when it, I'm trying to find it right now, I should have had this already. Um, I want to see who had the better year between him and Zay Flowers because Zay Flowers was steadier. Zay Flowers was good right from the get go, but uh, Rasheed Rice man got better and better and better as the season went on, and I'm not sure where the stats landed. Oh shoot, I had it right there. Dang it, I think I still have it. Yeah. Rasheed Rice topped him, man. Um, so Zay Flowers, eight. Uh, wait, where's it? Seventy-seven. Excuse me, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. Seventy-seven. I got excited. Seventy-seven. <laughs> seventy-seven catches for eight hundred fifty-eight yards, five touchdowns for Zay Flowers. Rasheed Rice, seventy-nine catches, nine hundred thirty-eight yards, seven touchdowns. So he clearly had the better year. And here's another name we didn't mention that we should is Jordan Addison. Addison, 70 catches, 911 yards, and 10 touchdowns, tied with Sam Laporta for most touchdowns for a rookie. Yeah, it's very it, – it, the 
you know, since we're doing three, that third one, I think the first two are pretty clear. That third yeah. one is tough. You can go Flowers, you can go Laporta, you can go Rice, you can go Addison. I'm going to go – I'm going Rice. That's a tough one, man. That's a really tough one. I'm going Laporta just because what he did at that position is very unusual for a rookie. That's a – that's – as the NFL has gotten moved away from this rookies take – years to become good players thing that was you and I both grew up with. And it slowly evolved into a guy like uh, CJ Stroud becoming an all-time rookie quarterback. Um, that still hasn't changed a whole lot of tight end until this year. So Laporta did something fairly uh, historic. I'm going to take him just because of that, but you can make a case for all those other guys you mentioned. And I wouldn't argue a ton Rasheed rice would be my, my pick for the guy after him. So I'm right there with you. Already. Oh, oh, one last thing real quick. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I wanted to mention, because if this guy hadn't gotten hurt, he might have been the guy for both of us in that uh, three hole. And that's Tank Dell. Oh, yeah. He only oh, played yeah. 11 games, 709 receiving yards, seven touchdowns in 11 games. So, yeah, he, he's a guy on one of my fantasy teams moving forward. Absolutely. Right. On. I tell you what, not not that he's a rookie, just but just saying about who you want on your fantasy team. Nico Collins too. Oh darn right, I'm I'm right there with you. Both of those guys, you have a sort of an AJ Brown, uh, uh, Devontae Smith sort of thing going over there now, maybe with absolutely two guys, right? All right. Okay. Defensive Player of the Year. Overall, now, uh, I'm going Miles Garrett. I think he's clearly the favorite and should be uh you got you know you got micah tj watt nick bosa raekwon smith max crosby i'm gonna go garrett watt micah one two three garrett watt micah okay cool cool yeah where's micah Micah didn't leave uh had had his sack numbers were Okay, not great, but he did still lead the league in pressures. And uh, yeah, that's, that, the, that's the, something. We call that the Mike Mamula Award. Yeah, he, he always. <laughs> <laughs> Which back then, that was an insult. Nowadays, people understand the pressures are actually valuable. So I'm not making fun of him. I'm making fun of him. Uh, <laughs> and the, the, I, the... I, I also think he got, led the league in holding calls, not called on him. That's possible too. That is possible too. <laughs> There's so many times where I'm like screaming at the TV, where's the hold? Yeah, where's yes, the, but, the flag? But I would tell you the Pittsburgh Steelers fans would probably say the same about oh, Watt. I think every elite pass rusher has the exact same problem. I think all of them uh get screwed get screwed over by the refs in terms of the holding calls because Honestly, if they called every single one like they do other time, you know, other other people, mm-hmm. the game would have no flow. The game would there'd be holding calls. There'd be no points scored. Yeah, I really think that you could call holding on like 97% of every NFL snap. So I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Just can't do it. They just call the most egregious ones here and there. <laughs> yeah. So listen, man, that's a, that's a great list. And I, I want to dig into this one too because uh, perception and reality here. Um, listen. I'm not going to make a case that any of those three guys aren't incredible players and they, they all deserve to be on this list and uh, um, they're on mine. But first of all, to me, it's TJ Watt. Number one, Uh, the guy who led the league in sacks. I don't know what else he has to do. 
Uh, he has five more sacks than Parsons and Garrett, you know, and um, was the uh, the most important guy on a defense that dragged along with their head coach a crappy team into the playoffs. And most of that crappy team is offense. So this defense dragged them in there. And, uh, you know, Watt's been one of the best players in football for a long time now. I don't see any reason to discount him for, you know, uh, any reason. I mean, but, you know, him and Garrett, their, their team's out of the playoffs now too, and this is a regular season thing. So I'm going Watt number one. Um, now this is where I want to dig in a little bit because, listen, I'm not going to make a case that Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons aren't two of the most valuable players uh, on their teams in football. But do you ever hear Josh Allen, not the, not the Bills quarterback, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, hybrid yeah. guy, yeah. mentioned this discussion? I haven't heard him in this discussion, but obviously I know who he is. Yeah. How about Trey Hendrickson? Same thing, right? Yep. Bengals at the end. Okay. Both of those guys had 17 and a half sacks. <laughs> and both were on, you know, defenses that uh, were a big part of why their team, when they were successful, were successful. So, you know, why are they not mentioned? And Parsons and Garrett are, you know, it, it, it's uh, it's tough to figure. Khalil Mack had 17 freaking uh sacks at 34 whatever he is now for the freaking chargers who can't do anything on defense so um so i don't know listen man am i gonna try and make a case here big case that it should be allen and hendrix over garrett and parsons i like all of them, so i'm not gonna be say that but it is interesting the difference between um national headlines and um the actual numbers so but that all that being said i'm still taking watt garrett and parsons in that order <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that you went into the into the other guys though because that opens your eye you know anybody's eyes who maybe wasn't aware of the kind of years those guys had yeah it, it opened my eyes because i didn't realize i knew allen was having a good season trey hendrickson said oh that's okay were you cut off for a second where did i cut off um yeah i was just saying i know i knew they that hendrickson and allen both were having good seasons hendrickson's been having good seasons for several years now um and allen's been up and coming ever since they drafted him but uh, but I had no idea until I started digging into the numbers a little bit, the kind of years they had. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right. Let's move on to Offensive Player of the Year. Cool. The top three that I have here are McCaffrey, Hill, CD, and then Lamar. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, but – without looking at this list before I started, when I did this, I had McCaffrey anyway. And uh, he's clearly, clearly the favorite. It's not even close. Um, Like the betting odds, listen to these betting odds. He's negative 375. Yeah, that's huge. (laughs) And Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill is second, and he's plus 275. That's a big swing, man. That's that's a, a unbelievable number between one and two, uh, especially considering what Tyreek Hill did. Um, but I'm going to go McCaffrey. I'm going to go Hill, too. And I'm going Lamar over – well, see, Lamar is going to win the MVP, I think. So, I, you know what? Screw it. I'll go with my guy. I'll, go, I'll give CD his three. I'll go McCaffrey, Hill, CD. Well, here we are 100% in agreement, and uh, Chalk, to me, was 100% correct this time. Um, this award is to give uh, the the guys that 
always get screwed out of MVPs because all they do is give it to quarterbacks. So <laughs> I'm going to leave Lamar out of the top three like you did because he'll get his MVP um, and go in the order you went to, McCaffrey, Hill, Lamb. And it's uh, very close between Hill and Lamb for two and three, but to me, McCaffrey's the clear number one. Absolutely. Is there anybody else that we, you wouldn't possibly put put there that's not a quarterback? The next one on on the betting odds is AJ Brown, but I think he he's clearly behind the other uh, CD and, and Hill. And then it's all quarterback. It's Josh Allen, Purdy, Tua, uh, Debo Samuel, but he's way down there. Yeah. So yeah, I got to. If you're not going to go quarterback here, then I think it's a clear top three. Yeah, and uh, I can't make a case for AJ, man. Like, you could have made uh, somewhere around week 12 or 13 before this slide started, you could have made a great case because at one point it was him and uh, he was he was the number two guy behind Tyreek Hill somewhere around uh, a little later than midseason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but then they just stopped throwing him the ball and uh, the offense stopped working. And uh, so you can't make that case anymore. No, absolutely not. So, yeah, I'm with you. It's just, it is exactly what we said. And that's the end of it, as far as I'm concerned. Totally, totally agree. All right. Well, MVP, I think we already showed our hand. Uh, we both have Lamar, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, he won it. Clearly, in that San Francisco game, he just grabbed it, ripped it off the wall, and took it home with him right there. All right. Where this gets interesting that I want to hear, who yeah. do you have at two? I have Dak. Okay. Who do you have? I have Brock Purdy. See, now that's interesting because I had Brock Purdy as my number four guy. And I and he was – you can make a great case. It's just he, he did so uh, – and maybe that's me over counting one game because his, his game – the biggest game of the year so far, he played his worst game of the year, and that was against the Ravens, and I can't get it out of my head. So I may have uh, uh, overshot uh, him on that one. But he does have more interceptions than Dak for the season because of that. Now the, the rest of their stats are pretty comparable. Yes, yes. Um, I think I think sometimes when you're doing this, the team plays a, a role in it, and that's why I have Brock ahead of Dak. But don't get me wrong, I have Dak third, and I have them. You know, if I was, you know, putting like a number value on them, they would be, you know, they're like basically two A and two B, like they're neck and neck. Right on, right on, and I, I wouldn't argue that too much. I just went McCaffrey in the three hole and then Purdy in the four hole, but you could swap two, three and four any way you want. And I wouldn't be too pissed about it. Okay. Um, McCaffrey's on my list here. Uh, Tua is on the list here, but actually right behind Purdy or right behind uh, Dak and Purdy is Josh Allen. He, he was who I was considering putting on the list, but I didn't. Right on, and that's that's reasonable. The only the only reason to keep Allen off that list is his turnovers, because um, yep. he still had an epic amount of turnovers this year. I think he was second among all quarterbacks in turnovers. I just saw on ESPN earlier today. If I saw that right, yeah. Uh, but and, I love I love him. He's a, by he's, the way, he, not to rag on your guy. Wasn't didn't Hurts lead the league? I think I think that's who beat him out. Yeah, I think um, he had he had over twenty turnovers. Yeah. Well, then it had to be him because Josh Allen had exactly twenty. Yeah, I think Hertz had like, uh, do I, I want to say like twenty two. He had a ridiculous amount of fumbles this year. Which yeah, really yeah. 
Unbelievable. I'll see if I can find it in the meantime. But, uh... but yeah, oh. Lamar's going to win it. He's sewing up. Oh, Sam Howell had the most. Oh, okay. He had 23. Josh Allen was second. Trevor Lawrence, third. Jalen Hurts, fourth. What do they have? What were their numbers? I It doesn't say. It only said gave me Sam Howell. Let me see what it says when I click. Efforting. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh, it just went down one for every guy. So oh, okay. uh, Al, Al had 23. Allen had 22. Lawrence, 21. Hurts, 20. Uh, here's, the, here's the name I would not have expected uh, to be right after Hurts. Tua. Tua had 19 turnovers and was tied with Desmond Ritter. Wow. I never, that never would, I never, I didn't know that. He must be fumbling a lot because I don't think his interceptions were that bad. Yeah, I agree. I don't think so. And Mahomes is right after those two. Well, that's, that's one of the reasons why Kansas City struggled so much is Mahomes had no one to go to, probably forced the ball a few times and yeah, led to a lot of turnovers. Isn't that something? How about that, man? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating. So interesting. Cool discussion. Yeah. Great. Uh, Sam Howe, though. <laughs> yeah. Not the future. <laughs> well, Washington, I don't think, believes in him. So I think seeing a quarterback. I'm with you. I'm with you. Halfway yeah. through the season, it was a different story was being painted, but uh, the second half changed that whole script. Now, does he stay there? Because he's going to be the backup, but I think wherever he goes, he'll also be the backup. He's going to, he's probably going to be a career backup the rest of the way, but I think he will be in the league for a while because I think he would be a pretty good backup, Sam Howell. I agree. I think, uh, you know, I don't think it's entirely out of the question. He could uh, have a chance at a starter again. He's only two years into the league. You know what I mean? And the first half of this season was pretty damn encouraging on a really bad team, you know? So um, I'm not saying I would feel comfortable if he was my only guy moving forward, but I think uh, he did enough to earn um, at least some kind of uh, glimpse from people in the future. Yes. And if he is a backup, he probably would be the best backup in the league. Yeah, I think you can make a case for that, you know? Yeah, I think he's like you said, his that. beginning of the year, he was leading the league in yards, passing yards for like the first like eight weeks. Yeah, it's wild. It's really, <laughs> it really, it's wild, man. So yeah, no, you can make a case for that. Except, uh, you know, he does turn the ball over a ton, which mitigates that whole thing. But, but again, man, I, young, I liked a young. lot what I saw out of Sam Howell. I'm not, I'm not going to bash Sam. Yeah, and you've got to think, you know, a few more years to mature a little bit. Those turnovers will probably come down a little bit at least. Yeah, and how many, you know, we've seen a lot of uh, quarterback and Bryce, keep, Bryce Young fans keep this in mind, too, when I say this. We've seen a lot of young quarterbacks look bad early in their careers. Uh, Jared Goff, prime example. And that dude is looking like he's got a real good shot to lead a team to the Super Bowl this year. And he looked awful in his first couple of years in the league. So, um, there's yeah. A lot of, there's a lot of people like that. And you know what, too? A lot of coaches – the patience that they used to show is astounding compared to the patience or the lack thereof now. Yeah, I know, man. It's wild. It is. Do you know, do you know, this is crazy. Do you know that Tom Landry had like four losing seasons in a row when he started his career? He never would have made it out of, uh, out of that nowadays. Yeah. That's, there's, there is, there's no way. 
Yeah, that's that's wild. It is a whole different era, man. With that, I think the first year he went zero and twelve. Wow. Uh, the second year he went like three and eight or whatever. I don't remember how, if they had fourteen games then or not. I think they did, so maybe three and three and eleven, whatever. But he won like zero, three, and then like six two years in a row. That's and incredible. then and then took off. Incredible. And even Parcells took like three years. Yeah, it's something. Well, you know, Belichick was awful in Cleveland. You know, right, right. So you never know, man. You know, they, they, that that whole thing is. I mean, you know, it's funny. Maybe you know, maybe somebody hires Arthur Smith and he becomes the best coach of the next uh, two decades. I don't see it, but maybe you know, who knows? You know, maybe that's right. a lesson, and uh, you need to stick with some of these people longer, like the Steelers. I mean, look at the Steelers. They get they've gotten Super Bowl wins out of. Every coach they've ever had. It's only three. They've only had three. <laughs> that's that's like a that's like a five year period for some teams. It, oh, Texas! Look at the Texans. They had three yeah. coaches in three years. Yeah, Houston's had and uh, Pittsburgh's had three coaches in you know eighty years. Yeah, right. <laughs> since the sixties or whatever, since the fifties or the sixties. <laughs> Amazing! Absolutely crazy! All right. Well, that's it. That's our preview show. That's our award segment as well. Uh, I think we're going to, I think the awards we're going to do pretty well. I, you know, we might have one or two that we miss on. Uh, but even that, I think, you know, the top three, I'm pretty confident on in every category. We got the winner of, in our top three in every category. It's just a matter of if they're one, two, or three. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm 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 really curious. The one I'm most curious about is the defensive rookie of the year because there's a real good case to be made that the names that everybody's talking about weren't the best players. So I'm curious to see what happens there. Other than that, I think we nailed it. And yeah, even uh, now. and coach of the year too might be a little bit. Yeah, well, coach of the year, yeah, I can't cuz Man, I mean, we did we never even mentioned um uh Shanahan or uh or um uh the ball Harbaugh, you know what I mean? The, yeah. the two best teams in football. So uh you know that could go different than where we went for sure. But other than that, that I think award, that award's weird. You don't get awarded uh, rewarded much for the success if you're supposed to be successful and you are. It's more about that award has become a coach taking a team unexpected unexpectedly to you know to the playoffs or to some sort of uh for sort of success yes. like the fans game. Yes, agreed. And uh, that seems to fit the parameters of the way that award has gone. But, uh, yeah, uh, old school nod to just uh, great coaching isn't horrible either. Yes. All right. Well, that's it, man. We got another week down. We are really coming down to it now. Next week, we will be previewing the NFC and AFC championship games. Man, how about that? We are almost there. I cannot wait to see what four teams we're talking about. Uh, we're we're going to get uh, two really cool games, regardless. No matter, almost no matter how it shakes out, unless the Bucks beat the Lions somehow. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, there's uh, potential for some great, great matchups here. So I can't wait to see how this shakes out. See how uh, how we did. If our chalk picks uh, pan out, or we get an upset or two in there. So uh, yeah, can't wait to talk about it again next week. Absolutely. That would be bananas if any of these teams that we pick lose, to be honest. I really can't see it. 
and wow, the only one that maybe maybe I think Kansas City could rise up, but I don't know. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Al, let's talk about the Bring Them Out podcast. Oh, thank you, sir. So uh, today's episode just came out a couple hours ago. It's with a guy named Chip Chantry, who, uh, what a cool guy. He is a hardworking man, a funny man, and uh, he was just so good on the podcast. We didn't know each other that well, and we came out of it buddies. Uh, What a nice guy. What a funny guy. Um, He does not break down in tears or anything, but we're not going to get that every week. But he is funny, and it's a heck of an episode. Um, And, oh, and also, I just want to throw a shout-out to this weekend's schedule. We have um, the Dirty Show coming up on Friday late night which is at following Kaniz Circa, who's a female headliner at 7 o'clock on Friday. And then we have one of my favorite things, The Dirty Show. And this week it's hosted by Sydney Gant, who uh, was on one of my favorite episodes we ever did, episode 17 of Bring Him Out. And he is a funny, funny guy, a really good dude. His wife is a world jujitsu champion, no bullshit. And, and, he's, <laughs> <laughs> and he could kick my ass too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, lots of fun stuff going on. And again, the pod is uh, Soul Joel TV on YouTube. The name of the pod is Bring Them Out. And thank you, my man. No problem at all. Make sure you guys check that out. I always make sure I do. Uh, but that's going to do it, Al. Once again, I want to thank you one last time, and I'll be right back with a quick close. Thanks again. There you have it. Thanks for joining us for the Divisional Round Preview. Also, all the talk about the awards in the NFL coming up this year. We will, uh, of course, hold ourselves accountable once the awards do come out. We'll let us let you guys know how we did. Um, also, uh, don't forget about the Soldier Old TV the Bring Em Out podcast that Al's a part of. And don't forget about Perk's Recap over on YouTube, my music reaction channel. We are humming along now. We are back in, in stride over there. A lot of good stuff going on. But that's going to do it for this one. We will see you next week, of course. Look for some other podcasts um, coming up during the week now, not, not just the NFL ones because the NFL season is winding down. Baseball's ramping up, some other things too. So look for... Uh, other podcasts to be coming in your way. I'll try to keep you up to date on the schedule as best I can. But until then, I will see you later. <laughs>